Welcome to the Dawning Bliss Podcast, where we help humans on their path to happiness, love, light, and freedom. And now, here is your host, Tanika Dawn, life coach and NLP practitioner. Welcome to today's podcast. I am so excited because we are talking about something that I wish I would have heard earlier in my life. I was one of those, I can do it by myself people. But the reality is, and I've grown into learning this, is that we need community. And I could not think of a better person to bring on as a guest today than Stephanie Bundrick. She is the queen of community, at least from what I know. And I'm so excited to have her on. So thank you, Stephanie. I can't wait to dig in and tell our audience, what has community really done for you and your life? Because I know you have a lot of community. I do. Um, I've been really, really blessed to have quite a few different communities and just a whole variety of communities. You know, um, I'm used to having like my church community. That's one thing, but I really branched out and especially on social media. Um, I have a, like, I've been with four or five different network marketing companies in the past. Um, and I'm currently with one and it's a whole new community. Every single time I join, you know, another group of, of someone else, I get a whole different perspective. Um, I make obviously way new, you know, new friends. Um, and just have a whole new support group. And, um, so I've just found that I like have friends everywhere. And I think that's what it's done. Like, communication and and relationships are the most important thing that we can have. And like, what a cool thing and blessing to have so many people from all walks of life and bringing their, their individual perspectives into your life. And I think it just makes you a well-rounded person. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I yeah. I know that I didn't have, I'll call it community for a long time. I I, I kind of like isolated myself, almost like mm-hmm. I'm going to have to do this all by myself. And I think there are times and and phases of life that we do need to you know isolate and do our own work. But it, the power that we have in community, I know, you know, you have a lot of different communities, and I can't wait to dig into you know what got you into each of those communities and what you got out of each of those communities, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I can only speak from my own experience. So for someone who's where I used to be, right, really alone, I've got to do life alone. No one can really help me. What would you say community offers people like that? Well, interesting that you should bring that up because, and you didn't know this about me, but when as I grew up, I grew up in a very small town and um, I was absolutely a loner like Uh really did not have any friends in high school um and all growing up I was totally and I really was alone I was very kind to people but I really did not have a group of friends yeah right and so when I got out of high school. (laughs) I was like, get me out of this place. I've got to like spread my wings. And I remember going out and I could not believe, I could not believe like people started talking to me and I was like, wait, what's going on here? (laughs) Like I wasn't all of a sudden this like recluse or whatever, like people liked me. And I was like, Oh wait, it wasn't, it wasn't me. It was them. Yeah. I realized I was like, I have a lot to give. I have a lot to offer people. Yeah. And I kind of just opened myself up and, um, I, I just feel like I've really, really been, but this was, you know, an experience I had one time and I always, you know, I always just felt like I didn't really have a lot of friends but one time um, my grandfather gave me a blessing and he said, I would have as many friends as the sand of the sea. And I thought, that's a weird, 
that's a weird blessing to get. Like who yeah. gets that blessing? And, um, and I got that and I am seeing all these different people in my life, all through social media, all through everywhere I go and I will make a friend really fast. And I do, I have so many friends. Yeah. You don't meet strangers. And I, I love that. And and we do. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. As you can say, I looked through my Facebook. I looked through all my social media. I'm like, I know that person from here. I know that person from there. I know that person from there. Oh, I've had a great conversation with that person. You know, like they are really, truly my friends. And um, that's amazing. So let's talk about community in church for a minute. Uh, and now I know I've told you, right? I'm, I'm not a real religious person. I know most of the people who follow me know that. And what I mean by that uh, cause I don't know if I've ever explained it. What I mean by that is, is I don't congregate every Sunday, right? I, I don't necessarily belong to an entity. Uh, I have my faith and it's strong, but I, I don't congregate. Um, and, and, and I miss out on that community. Um, and I know when I was young, um, I envied the community that church was, especially growing up in Utah with, with the LDS community surrounding me, right? You, you either were or you weren't. And that was kind of how it was. And so I, I felt a little mm, abrasive about community then. But as I grew up, um, I admired it and I envied it that they that they had that, that they had a cohort. And then I saw the value of being in it, right? Like if you go to church, right, you all of a sudden have, you know, um, brother Barlow that does plumbing and brother so-and-so that does electrical and you've got this whole community of everyone you might need to work with. And so those people's businesses are doing great. You have everybody with within you meet them every Sunday, right? Yeah. You meet them every Sunday. So it's easy to communicate. It's easy to build good relationships and then to spread the word. So I saw that um for business brilliant, right? And and almost unfair because I don't I don't have that community. <laughs> I could. I choose not to, but you're part of a church and, and, and you're, you know, as a woman and, and part of a church, right. I, I spoke to this like guy side of thing, which it's women too. Um, I feel like you guys have great support networks in there, right? Like you get to, to talk to each other and, and pray with each other for your kids and for what they're going through and where they might go on their missions. And you have things because of the church that bring you together and then nothing, not, I'm not going to say nothing. That's not fair. It feels like from an outsider's perspective of the church thing is that you don't go through things very alone, right? You have people that just come together to all the time to surround you. And maybe that's a misperception, but what are your thoughts on that? Well, it's interesting that you say that because I grew up also LDS. And I think one thing that you really, and I'm still, I'm still a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So it's interesting that you brought that up because that actually was my experience too. Where growing up in Utah, you <laughs> had, you were either in or you were out. Yeah. It was very much a, um, click. cultural click. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now I have lived outside of Utah for the last like 12 years. Um, I grew up there. I, I was married there. And we had our kids until they were about 12 years old. Um, and I am sorry to say, but Utah, with my experience, absolutely has those clicks. Yeah. Outside of Utah, it is not the same. It's not that way in Idaho. It's not the same. There's no. something, I don't know what it is, but, and, and, and things have gotten a lot, I think, different. I don't know. I haven't been there for a while, but I, you know, my sisters, I have sisters and family in Utah. And, you know, I, I think it ha- kind of comes with a small town feel as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I grew up in a small town. There's but let's, kind of let's a- talk to the power of, of that community, though, because I really want I really want our listeners who don't have community right now to feel like a sense of urgency almost to go out and get one. Well, and- I will say. When I moved, so I've moved twice now. I moved, I was in Washington state and we just moved to Texas. And I'll tell you the most, the most awesome thing is when you move, you have an immediate family. You find a church, you go there, 
It is all organized. It is all right there. And you have immediate friends. And most of the time, church congregations are very, very welcoming, right? They're very accepting. Yes. Oh, our word families in other places are just so welcoming. And they're just like, they just put your arms around. They're so grateful to have you because you're not the like majority anymore. You're kind of the minority, especially in right and then and then you're automatically plugged in too right like it's not hard to find a babysitter when you congregate with a bunch of people who babysit it's not hard to find you know a plumber when you congregate with people who so i love the church setting for that right i love that that is a community that can be found anywhere and very easily right like i love that but right there are people who like me aren't really interested in congregating every Sunday or or being a part of religion, right? Maybe that's not right for them. So you're part of a lot of other groups, right? So some of them are MLM groups. Some of them yeah. are personal development groups. And these are all people who've come together to create community around a like-minded subject, right? So you've got a couple of MLMs, and I know some people really turn their nose up at them. Some people, it's been life-changing for them. So what are some of the MLMs that you've been a part of and what have you gained through that? Really through the community of the MLM. Okay. So I have, especially my last, my last one, um, I don't know if you want me to name names. It's up to you. So, you can promote whatever you want on here. Okay, Perfect. So I was with my, my last group and we were, oh my gosh, we started just like five of us. Um, and sometimes it would be three of us and then sometimes it would move into like seven of us. But I started doing, I, I was the leader, um, of my team and I just invited anyone and everyone to come work with us. And usually those five to seven to nine would show up, right? Yeah. It just kind of depended. Um, but what we did is we ended up starting like every single day. We did a power hour for, for every, every single day. I love that. And it was so powerful because we didn't even realize it, but we got ourselves through COVID together. Yeah. Um, we were, you know, some of us were really, really suppressed, especially in Washington. Yeah. Um, Total different dynamic of people in Texas that people were experiencing, right? There was yes, totally yes. Different dynamics, yeah. um, and and totally different experiences. But we got ourselves through COVID. We were there for each other. We locked arms. We cried together. Sometimes we spewed out all of our our problems with you know the government <laughs> with all of it. We like. We didn't hold back. We just kind of kind of gave ourselves therapy in a way. Yeah. But the purpose of these groups, let me just bring it back because, I mean, I know that was the benefit and I love that so much because we do often have these unintended, um, you know, positive consequences, these unintended results. I love that. But your purpose of coming together every day was to help one another grow your business, right? Your MLM. To get more downlines, to sell more product, to to whatever. So this was really a business networking group that yep. became a small family tied together through tr- through trials and triumph of of COVID. Right, like that was a hard time for a lot of people, and yeah, had was- not had that group because of an MLM. Right, like yeah. how differently could that have looked for you? And, and you don't even have to answer that. I just like that's where my head is. Like, oh my gosh. That's huge, right? I didn't have a group through COVID. I, you know, I, I've said this, I'm a lone wolf. I've been a lone wolf a long time. I do have community now. Um, and it is through actually the Chamber of Commerce that I have community. And many of them have become friends. Many of them have become clients. Some of my clients have graduated my programs and became friends. And so I've got community now, um, where I never did before, but you have community outside of MLMs. You have community outside of church. You are part of a, I don't know, is it a, it was a women's networking group? What is it? You invited me to it. Um, yes, actually, it's my friend has, I, I have two actually. Okay. <laughs> so I have another networking group that my friend invited me to. And I was like, oh, awesome. I'm going to, I'm just going to come. And, and the byproduct of that 
was um, I actually met the CEO of a company. So I'm about to launch my own business here in like the next month. I know. And it's taken me 20 years. And I'll tell you the power of a community has really helped me with that. Yeah. Opening up and sharing, you know, having like these mastermind groups. Yes. So that's kind of what my last, my last group was. Uh, we all got together, but we mastermind together like yeah. tons. And we have these like, it is so funny because I'll be like, I have an idea and they know what that means. You know, yeah. we have like all these little nuances because we were so closely knit. Um, and we would just be like, Oh, I have an idea. I have, you know, and it was just yeah. so awesome. So the first so, thing that comes to my mind when when hearing this, and I, I'm sorry, I hope I didn't like cut you off in thought. No, the first thing that comes to my mind when hearing this, right, is, is someone who was where I used to be, right? A little bit shy, a little bit timid, not sure what I had to bring to a group or a community is, does it really work like that, right? Like, what if they don't like me? What if they reject me? Because we have a lot, right? We have a lot of negative Nancy's in our head. And so what would you say to those people who are nervous about joining a community for fear that they'll be rejected? Mm, I'd say jump in because there's probably somebody else just like you. And who you feels can, the same way. Ah, and you can connect with them and you will never grow. So I love this quote. You, you are the average of the five people that you hang out with. Absolutely. Right? Yes. One of my favorite quotes too. Absolutely. And so you, I look at those people that I hang out with, those five people, they're usually like-minded. Yeah. I have a really, really hard time being around somebody that like doesn't um, like believe in manifestation, doesn't believe that you can reach your goals, thinks that like has all these limited beliefs. And not that I'm not sympathetic to it because I've definitely been there. But I have worked through, worked so hard. And you just don't have, you don't have space. I, I, I'm, I've grown that way too, right? I, I went through, I used to, I have a video somewhere where I said, you know, I was part of this five people and that wasn't serving me and that didn't get me where I wanted to be. And so I had to make the trek, which was pretty lonely to these other five people. And I didn't get accepted like right away because I was still a little bit old way of thinking and a little bit new way of thinking. There was this really weird in between. I said, but as I grew, I grew into this group and then I've actually like outgrown that group and moved on. And now, right now that I've gotten up here, so to speak, right in my way of thinking, I don't have space and energy to hear that crap anymore. And it's it's not that I don't or I won't, right? Like I'm a life coach. I work with people who are clear back here all the time and I'm not judging them, right? I'm sympathetic as you said. Um but but I don't I don't they're not my they're not my inner circle. They're not my tribe. And the reason they're not my tribe is because my tribe is like you want to be a neurosurgeon? Dude, go for it, right? You want to go to Mars? You want to be the first female president? Do it. You can do it. They are people who really do, like you said, believe, believe in me, believe in, in the power of, of manifesting, believe in goal achievement, believe in doing things that nobody's done before. Right. And, and those are people that, yeah, I surround myself with. And I just, it's, I have family and friends who, who aren't in that space. And so I hold a different space for them, but I know what I'm expecting from that group, right? That's I so have to guard my gates in those communities. Yeah, you it's and, interesting. You don't tend to like share everything with them because you're you just don't you just don't know what they're gonna say or what they're gonna do and like, or you know what the you crush your dreams. Yeah, you know you know that what they're going to say, right? You may not know the exact words, but you know what they're going to say is not going to be beneficial. It's not going to be supportive or encouraging, right? It's going to be limited beliefs pushed on you. Yes. So I have another group that is um, my life coaching group. Oh, yeah. And I've done that for like three years. No, almost four years. Um, and so I, I love that group of women too because we – it's another mastermind, but it's also coaching, right? And so we literally all the time, we have each other's backs. We yeah, know, you grow together. Yes, you're growing together. Exactly. And you're starting to like hit these like levels that in three years, 
right? If you're working with the same people in three years and yeah. you're seeing yeah. each other's success and you're watching all of this happen, yeah. pretty soon you're like, you can do anything. Yeah. You can actually do anything that you want. And I've just seen, I've seen us grow together and I've seen my other groups grow together and we all kind of maybe do different things in different ways, depending, especially the, the next level, um, life group, but that's a little different. And I've noticed too, now that I, you asked one earlier about like, what has this done for you? Well, I'll tell you, it's really helped me to advance in my careers in my dreams. And, and when you're masterminding with people, you're like, you're really just bouncing ideas off of each other. And it is the coolest thing. It really is. I used to think, mastermind what what you know (laughs) whatever and then when I started doing it I was like this is like a game changer this is so awesome you know yeah you couldn't believe you weren't doing it all those years right I know I'm like oh where have you been all my life so I'm like I'm part of like two or three different mastermind groups and you know and then I've got a clubhouse group as well I, I introduced on clubhouse and I was like Yes, this is a whole other game changer. Yeah, a whole other community. You're going to hate me, but I'm going to run out of battery if I don't grab my battery. So can you hold on two yeah. seconds? Let me, sure. I just didn't even realize. Hold go on. Go ahead. I'm going to keep talking, Um, but you go ahead and run and grab that. So I, I really love what Stephanie's saying here. Um, And I, I keep having this quote come to mind, right? It's really lonely at the top. And as we grow towards the top, we get into these spaces that we're really unfamiliar with. I don't know if you guys have ever heard the, uh, the topic of, you know, a, a thermostat, right? And it's kind of like a comfort zone and it's, it's financially, it's in business, it's in with friends. It's, it's just all over. We have this kind of like comfort zone, this thermostat that we're comfortable with. And as we grow towards the top, right? They say it's really lonely up there. Well, one of the reasons that it's that it's really lonely up there is because we think we have to go it alone. And sometimes we do. Um, but it like Stephanie's saying, it's so much better to and 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 faster, I'm gonna say, to go it with a group, to go it with a community, because as as we grow into these new uncomfortable phases that we've never been that are unfamiliar, other people, right, who are in our cohort that are growing with us can can keep us grounded in in the idea that hey you're not alone in this weird space that that's uncomfortable hey you're going to get through this weird space that's uncomfortable and these things are 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 really truly leverages to help you grow through these phases of uncomfortability to that next level recently i was just going to tell stephanie this and welcome back um that Sorry. <laughs> I, I was talking, I, I, I talk to uh, solopreneurs all the time, right? We have a lot of solopreneurs in today's world. And the primary issue we solopreneurs have is that we feel really alone and we don't know what to do next, right? We don't know if creating this, that, or the other should be what we're focusing on today, this week, this month. And we want other people's input and insight, but it's our business, right? And so I just recently created a whole other group. It's called um, Coaches Unite. I developed it because it's it's for really like coaches, gurus, therapists, other people who are solopreneuring in the personal development field to come together and give each other insight and feedback and accountability so that we have that group, that we have that community, right? And I'm part of communities online where there's like 40,000 people and I just feel lost in it, right? I don't feel like I have a voice or seen or whatever, unless I'm paying to be seen and heard. Um, so I wanted a small, tighter knit mastermind group and I created Coaches Unite. Um, for those listening, if you want to be a part of it, welcome. I'm probably going to limit it to like 50 people, um, but it's small right now. We're using it. I know that um, as you stepped away, I was sharing how, we have this idea that it gets lonely at the top and that it doesn't have to, right? So as you've experienced this growth with your cohorts, with your communities, you're all growing together. You're all feeling it together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so brilliant that you started that because uh, I look at, especially my coaching group, yeah. right? Um, because we are 
we all have our own thing. They're not even close to the same thing. Mm-hmm. But we are exactly what you're saying. Similar like industries. Yeah, we're all working towards a goal. We, we all have the same coach and we're all applying it a little differently for our own business. Yeah. Um, and so it, but it's so powerful. And my husband was like, so I quit my network marketing job, right? Um, okay. In June so that I could just like put everything I had into my launch. Yeah. And, um, and my husband's like, okay, well, and we're, and we're building a house as well. Oh. And so, I know we've got a lot on our plate here, but he's like, um, you're going to have to like, not, we, we can't do your coaching anymore. And I was like, no, no, that's a non-negotiable <laughs> out how to pay for that. If I have yeah. to go get a job or whatever, yeah. I'll sell whatever I have to. I have to be in that community. Yeah. I have to have that coach. She has helped me go from, you know, zero to literally four years ago, my business was totally just a thought. Yeah. It was a thought all jumbled up in my head somewhere along the line. And I literally knew, I just knew I didn't have it in me to launch this business the way that I wanted to launch without help. Yeah. I had no idea. And I've looked back at kind of the succession of it all. And I, you know, I started out like not having um, very much support, kind of like what you said, not like kind of just on my own. And for a very long time, just because of the nature of my business, I didn't talk about it. Um, And now I'm talking about it way more. Good. So what would you tell people out there? Oh, sorry, Steph, I cut you off again. So what would you tell people out there listening that don't have community yet? What would you tell them? Seriously, go find some people that are one level up from you. Yes, I love that. And it doesn't have to be this huge, huge jump, right? Because a lot of times you can't even do that. Yeah, you can't. Um, get it's, a coach. Like stars. You know? Um, and and here's the other thing. If and I didn't even start with a coach. I started with Audible. I started listening. Because mm. you know, if you're around the first the five people that you hang out with, you can hang out with Napoleon Hill. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I was just gonna say that. So I for years was worried, right? When I told you like I was between here and here, um, right. And, and I was in the middle of this and, and I say like, you know, the five people I hang out with are Tony Robbins and Napoleon Hill and Mel Robbins and yeah. right. Like, uh, what's I'm going to be or whatever. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Like all of these personal development gurus, like I may not physically be hanging out with them, but they're the ones taking up space in my head right now, right? They're the ones in my ears because I am, I'm such a huge audible fan. So on any given week, right, I'm hanging out with 15 different personal development gurus. Um, and that really had an impact. So if you don't have, I love this, right? If you don't have a community readily available that you can just go jump in, which by the way, I think is bullshit because they're out there right? They are out there. If you seek, you shall find. And they are out there. So go find them. But if for whatever reason you're timid and you're not going out and finding, at least find them virtually, right? Find them on YouTube. Find them on on Audible. Find them in the movies or in the Netflix, right? There's a bunch of really great documentaries that that are personal development related to. Um, you can find them that way. But you will find, right, if somebody loves Think and Grow Rich, you're going to find a whole network of people who love Think and Grow Rich that are your people. You're going to find people who love the secret and the laws of attraction, and those are your people. Now, and I'm being really <laughs> I'm being really selfish here talking only about personal development. I don't care what you're into, right? Star Wars, there's a whole cohort of people who love Star Wars. If it's fishing, painting, I don't care what it is, right? You have community out there. Right. There's a whole Arbon community. There's a whole um, Avon community. There's a whole there everywhere. There's a community for everyone. 
So I do encourage you, right, to go and find them. Yes. Um, however you go about it. But, but know that you're the missing piece to somebody else's community, right? They need you in it as much as you need to be in it. Right. Stephanie, oh, I know. Right. Like you're a missing piece. You're an idea that somebody else didn't have because you have a different life experience. Talk about that. And I know this is going to feel a little egoic to talk about what you bring into a community, but talk about that because I think people are worried that they won't bring something to the community that they're a part of. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that I, well, I have five kids. Yeah. And, um, I'm a mom. I've, I've been through that whole gamut, especially, I guess I can really speak to like creating my own product. Right. Yeah. And it was lonely because nobody else has done it the way that I was doing it. And so it was really lonely, but then, but now I'm like, gosh, I can speak to this because I've been there. Yeah. And so even if it's not, even if it's not how to sell this product, it's how do you run your business and your family at the same time, right? You can bring value to the table. How do you balance, you know, being a wife and a mom and a solopreneur and meeting these goals and staying sane? Because that's an experience you've had. So I love that is that we, you know, if you think about what Stephanie just said in, in pairing with what I did, we all have a different life experience that someone else needs to hear. And, and so even if we're not still not talking personal development or MLMs, right? In church, right? I know that that exists, right? We, we go talk to our bishop and our bishop is, is typically a person who has lived quite a bit of life successfully. <laughs> Right. And so they have a great profound wisdom to share. And that's where they put in this position to lead and guide all of those in their ward. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm a seminary teacher. So I, you know, my youth look to me for that example. They look to me for that person that's going to like connect with them on a Hey, I've been there. I kind of know what you're going through sort of yeah, level. Yeah. But let me give you some wisdom because I have like 25 years on you. <laughs> if only teenagers would listen. Oh, no kidding. Oh. Even my own. I'm like, can you stay awake? I'm like, I'm trying to teach you here. But yeah, I there is. There's so much wisdom and that you can learn from somebody. And I think speaking of ego, like put your ego down. I think learning from somebody is really about listening, really listening with your heart, not trying to already think that, you know, all the questions, all the answers. Um, Because if you, if you go into a community like that and you're kind of pompous and you're kind of, um, I don't know, just like you'll close yourself off. You know, attacking me. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like that yes. feeling of like you go in and you already have all these pre-assumptions, you know, these judgments. Yeah, right? yeah. You go in and you think. I'll, I'll give you an example. Rich. I mean, this is like a whole other po- podcast. But for so long, I had this like idea that if people were rich, they were snotty. Oh they yeah. Oh yeah. A silver spoon in their mouth. They were, you know. So I would have, I would work through that. And I'll tell you how I had this really sweet friend who, um, would invite, she, she was, they're multimillionaires. And normally I wouldn't hang out with this person because I had all those preconceived notions, right? right? And, yeah. And they're so far out of your tribe or where you're at. Oh, yeah. so far out of like my league, yeah. whatever. Right. And so I was like, yeah, no. But she's in my church. And and that was the other thing. Like you asked about church. Like you get all kinds of people. You get some rich. You get some poor. You get like everybody. And really the whole idea is to become one. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. Okay? That's the whole idea. Community. Like bring it all. Bring all your talents. Bring everything to the table. Right. And so these people were, they're very, very well to do. And she is the most generous person I've ever met. And she would open her gym 
And she would say, everyone come work out. She love, love, loves to, um, to teach exercise workouts and stuff. And she opened it up to everybody. I finally started just coming because I was like, I need to work out and I'm just going to do this. Like I, I must've started listening to some podcasts and things like that. And I kind of got myself out of my ego and I just thought, I'm just going to come. And she's like one of my sweetest friends. Yeah. So I, I love this. I, I, I don't know if you know this and I know most of the people who follow me do. Uh, I wrote the book money mindset makeover and, and something you said, right. Stimulates this because I wrote in there about like, um, the beliefs we have and how they're unsupportive. And so I believed in, and pardon my French here, but this was true. It's written in the book, right? I can't lie about it. That rich people are assholes, right? Money is disgusting and rich people are assholes. And that was my perception. I grew up very poor, right? My, my mother was an addict for a while. We lived the trailer hood life. And, um, I got to just clarify this in case she hears it. Um, mom, I love you. I'm so proud that you got clean. It was only a short time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I grew up pretty rough for a while and, and my, right. Everybody around me had this perception and that was what created my blueprint that, that rich people were, were right. Prude and, and assholes was what it resulted yeah. in my head. And I'm like, being the kind, generous person that I am, I could never become that. So I was limiting myself to being poor and kind <laughs> when it's not even true because like you said, right? I, my new belief, and this is so true is money is beautiful and rich people are some of the most kind and generous people on this planet and they yeah. truly are. Um, and so I always tell people, you know, money doesn't, doesn't make you mean or doesn't make you anything more than you already are. It just accentuates who you are, brings out more of that. But I, I love that, you know, we do have to kind of set aside what we think we know to learn and grow. Um, I walked into, uh, this is kind of embarrassing and I really did feel attacked by the way, because I do, I forget to be the student, right? Being a teacher all day long, being the leader, I forget to be a student. And I mean, unless it's audible, right? Like the minute I turn my audible on or YouTube on, I'm like student mode. But when I walk into a room, right? I I have this sense that I, I just need to know everything because everybody expects a life coach to know everything, which is, which is BS, but right. That's kind of the, the societal expectation. Um, I walked into a room. It was a seminar and first five minutes, the lady speaking said, all right, for all of you who walked in here thinking, you know, it all, and you're not going to learn anything. And she just totally called us out. And I sat back and I'm like, Dang. All right. Call me out. You're right. I am. I got my listening ears on. I am a student from here on out. Um, but I love that we, we do need to come into our communities and our groups with the idea that every single person, no matter their walk of life, no matter their, their socioeconomic standing, they all have something to teach us. We have something to gain from everyone around us and everyone around us has something to gain from us. It's so important that we recognize that, right? And that we do, right? What is it? I'm failing at this right now. This is why I'm a public speaker. Uh, Those who speak least win. Yeah. Like, no, I'm I'm not like failing miserably in life here. No. No. I I must shut up enough. That's beautiful though, because that's what, that's what we're talking about here is you, everyone bringing that to the table and the more that you do just listen and and really kind of take in what people are saying mm-hmm. and, and just open your heart to it yeah and see people as people as yeah. like not just objects you know I would say see people as God sees them yeah um, yeah I love that you know what I mean? Like really, really listen and really without all these preconceived notions or all the limiting beliefs, yeah. either way, up or down, right? Because that's just pride. Yeah, let's let's talk yeah, about that for a second. Pride. There's this idea and and I please all forgive me for this. I, I'm human. I made judgments from time to time. Back when I, I was taking a friend to AA. 
Um, and my preconceived notion of AA was that it was a bunch of really like low life, um, drunks sitting in there. And when I got there, I was so moved. Right. So, and this is just another sense of community. Like it takes alcoholics and addicts and business people and, and religion. It takes community to, to make it happen. Right. To any, and so I, Back to the AA thing, I was I was surprised because it's every walk of life and everyone in that room is humble. And that's how it feels in church. And that's how it feels in I mean most churches, not all. I can't I can't lie to our audience here. I've been in churches where I did not feel like anybody was really that humble. Um But they're supposed to be. That's what it's supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. So there are, there are so many you're not judging each other. And if you're not, if you really are going with an open heart and and ev- yeah. we're human we're, we're all we're human learning experience together yeah. but if we give each other that grace and that space to just be who we are but also like let down our guard to be vulnerable we yeah. church is supposed to be yeah and that, you know i have noticed too that so i'll come into a congregation and I'll be vulnerable with people. I'm very, very vulnerable. I, I think that's kind of a gift that I have. I've learned to be vulnerable and I'll say it like it is. And I probably shock a few people, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm that way. Yeah. But guess what happens? The more you talk, the more people are like, they pull down their walls yeah, yeah. And actually I feel the same way as you. There is so much power in that. And I I I I hate that like, well, I don't hate this. This is beautiful, actually. I should I should remove all the judgment from that. Let me just wash the judgment away. AA, right? I, I've never partic- I can't say I've never participated. I never participated. Hey guys, <laughs> I have ADHD and dyslexia, and sometimes my words don't come out right. Um I've never participated for myself, but I've come and participated for others who I loved and wanted to help um, on their path to recovery. And they are so vulnerable in there. It is amazing to see these groups of men and women of all different ages, all different uh, financial standings come in there and, and be raw and share and create that connection and like half of the room can usually relate to exactly what that person who's over there in tears full of shame sharing is saying. And that's so beautiful. So I just want to, I, 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 we could talk forever. So I want to wrap this up by sharing kind of a list of groups or, or part communities that people can kind of go look for, right? That they could go put themselves in. And yeah. so go ahead and share yours. I'm still compiling mine in my head and then I will add to that. And, and I just want to, I want everybody to have their community, find their place that they bring value to and that they can receive value and support from. Okay. Awesome. Well, I mean, I think start starting out is your, your biggest community is your family. Yeah. Um, You know, and, and really those are people that you got put with (laughs) So you definitely need to open up and be vulnerable and be um, friendly with your family, first and foremost, right? That's how we change the world is by changing our own family and and our, and changing ourselves. And when yeah. you put yourself in those in those communities, you see that you change yeah. because yeah. people around you help you to change as well. Um, and so... But definitely your family, my church group. I am on way too many groups to even keep track of. So, and I, I would not say that I like go in and, you know, have all these different, there's so many groups on Facebook. If you want to go on, find a Facebook group, holy cow, look it's something there. Yeah. And go do horse riding or whatever. It is there. Um, Definitely an MLM will 100% you'll have, you know, a, a really good group. Um, I currently am with like a new one and I love it because it's a, just a bunch of like 
like-minded women. Yay! We've already kind of been through all the other crap. Yeah. And now we're like coming together and we're like this really, really strong, like-minded women. Yeah. And I'm like, am I get to make money off of this? Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That would be serious. Seri- I get it. Whatever. Serious X. I'm calling me. They call me every day. <laughs> community. Just kidding. <laughs> okay. So I yeah. covered this. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Church, clubhouse. Um. Oh, my gosh. Like, the list goes on and on. And then, of course, coaching. And yeah. then, like, coaching mastermind groups, all of it. I have so many. Yeah. And I'm a, I have a different role in each of them. And that's why so, I called you the queen of community because you, you got it. I was, but yes, I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so some of, I moved um, from Utah to Idaho in the last like two years. And um, I didn't have a great sense of community back home. I did develop it a little bit. Um, Contrary to, to Stephanie's experience, I didn't have great community with my family. Um, and so if you're out there listening to this and you're like, oh, I can't relate to that. It's OK. You don't have to relate to having great community with your family. Every family is different. Every dynamic is different. Some families create great community. And sometimes you're the black sheep that doesn't fit in that community. And that's OK. Um I found, right, when I moved, I found a greater sense of community. I was more welcomed into different communities because people saw me in a renewed light without all of my junk, right, without all the years of who I used to be attached. And I really appreciated that. But the first community I found when I moved was actually volunteering. Um, I volunteered with my husband for something they call the Haunted Swamp. And it is literally like this it's like a, a haunted house, but it's through literally a swamp. Um, we raise we raise money for ski patrol and the Magic Mountain Ski Resort. And so my husband was like, "Oh yeah, the kids can be haunters and scare people every Friday and Saturday night, and you can be security." And I'm like, "Have you seen me? I'm like five foot four, hundred and twenty five pounds. Like, you want me to be security?" <laughs> um, but I did it. I did it, and I got to know everybody that runs it, right? I got to know the owners. I got to know a bunch of kids in the community. I got to know a bunch of their parents. I got to know all the ladies that do makeup. I ended up doing makeup with them to make these, you know, scary Halloween faces. Um, oh and so that was my first sense of community. It gave me a little bit of belonging to feel like I know people here um, and I'm part of something. And then I got into ski patrol by going up the mountain and skiing. And I became part of the lodge and the mountain and the resort. And then I became part of ski patrol. And so each of these are small, different communities kind of blend together. And then I joined the chamber. And first week of me joining the chamber, I had a bunch of people right reaching out like, here's what we do. Here's how we can support you. And I had lots of meetings and that was great. And, and they become, I realized that one of my like sponsees, I guess I would call her, um, the person who was supposed to support me in utilizing everything the chamber has to offer was actually my neighbor. We lived right by each other. And I was like, oh dude, now we're best. Well, I wouldn't say we're best friends, but we were really good friends now. Um, so community, right? Created. And then unsuspectingly, I have a whole new community, still volunteer actually, but I became a board member. And I have a whole other community that we are working together diligently towards, you know, a cause and towards a result. So I found great community in volunteering, right? So maybe you're not interested in church. Maybe your family isn't the community you want them to be. You can find it through volunteering. You can find it through school groups through parent groups. Maybe you're not a parent, right? You can find it through MLMs. Okay. Maybe you're not part of an MLM, but you can find it through hobbies, right? You can find it through becoming part of uh, the fishing group or the hunting group or, uh, or the surfing group or whatever. There are so many groups, but I think that, that Stephanie has done an amazing job sharing with all of us the power of community and how it can really Help us through hard times. Help us get to the next level, right? Maybe we're not going through a hard time. It can also help us celebrate our successes. Thank you, Steph, for coming on and sharing everything with us. Um, usually I have everybody give a shout out of where 
our listeners can find you uh, if they're interested. In, you haven't talked about a product, so I don't know if you're still selling. Are you are you selling an MLM based product right now? I am. Yeah. Um, so I, what do you I sell and where can people find you to support your business? Oh, awesome. Well, so I just barely joined Girl Power Alliance. And that is uh, a, a basically a, <laughs> it's everything I love. And I did not plan on doing this. So I knew God put it in my, in my path, but it's a faith-based personal and um, professional and spiritual development um, company. And I love it because I love mindset and I love coaching and it's a happens to be a huge billion dollar industry as well. So yeah. I usually pay for coaching, but now I'm actually paid. I, I am paid to help other people access that community and, and all the mindset stuff, which I That's just love. So where can they find you to sign up for this or learn more? Um, you know what? I love connection. So send me a messenger, Facebook message on messenger. Okay. Um, you will definitely find me there. I, I do. I love making new friends. It's my, it's my thing. Um, I even had that CEO. Yeah. Company. I met her on my friend's networking group and she, you know, like that's where it like hit me that I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to be in here. I, I've said no forever and ever. And I finally was like, why did God put me with her? That was so crazy. I had four minutes with her and she, you know, and I talked to her about my business. She cared, she cared about my business and what I was launching with my children's heroes. And oh, I just told you. <laughs> there you I go. know. I was like, wait, I'm waiting. I wanted to know. But I didn't know if you were announcing yet. Yeah. Well, I'm actually very, very close to launching it. So I can talk about it. Um, yeah, please do share with I, our audience. What do you got going? Stuff is on this way. I, I actually am creating um, bed sheets for kids with scripture heroes on them. Mm. And they are amazing. And actually, it kind of goes back to I got chills. Everybody does when I talk about it. So when I was talking about family, so maybe you didn't grow up in a family that was like super supportive or, you know, everyone has family. We all have issues. I think they wanted to be, right? Yeah. Exactly. And they do the best that they can, right? But the family that I was talking about is the family that you're creating yourselves with your oh, yes. family. With your Absolutely. Husband. Your yeah. immediate family, those people that you, the, the, those people that you are raising, right, are my best friends. I this is really funny. They were, the, they were the only ones at my wedding. I, I did, I did invite my sister and my husband's parents. Um, and, and they invited people. But for me, when, whenever it was like, oh, all right, who are we inviting? I was like my kids and my future husband. And that's pretty much what's important. And maybe my sister. Um, and that was it because yeah. they are, they are my closest community. So absolutely. Yes. I love that. Sorry. I misunderstood that. No, no, no. But I mean, you know, we can go any way, but the, the family that you're creating right now, you get to create these people, right? You get yeah. to. Well, within reason, within reason, we get to within reason. I'm mean, teenagers right now at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't feel like I have very much. I don't have very much power in in creating them. I I get to love them and uh, maybe hopefully they grab something that you. Yeah, yeah. I get to love them um, and support them and try to encourage them and and let them let them. I love what Pink says. This I get to let them by their own wisdom, right? It's going to cost them something and, and they get to buy their own wisdom and, and hopefully I can, you know, they can borrow some of mine. And yeah. and that's really how I feel about parenting my, my teenagers right now. Like they're going to have to buy their own wisdom and, and hopefully yeah, they can borrow some of mine. Oh, I know. Isn't that so true? We, we, that's a whole other podcast about teenagers. I know <laughs> we should do that. We should do that. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm, um, I'm really, really excited about it. It's taken 20 years to get this mm. out to the world. And you're actually the first podcast I've ever 
Done. You heard it here first. Here first. (laughs) Yep. So it is called Heroes What? My Children's Heroes. My Children's Heroes. And this will be available to the public when? Like the end of March. Okay, the end of March. And where is where are these sheet sets going to be sold? MyChildrensHeroes.com. MyChildrensHeroes.com. You guys heard it from Stephanie, the queen of connection and communi- uh, community, communion, <laughs> community. Community. <laughs> like all of it, right? Um, thank you so much, Steph. I really appreciate having you. I, I love that while I tend to be the teacher. I definitely got to be the student today um, in a number of ways. Wise. Yeah. Oftentimes as we, you know, as we do these podcasts or shows or, or I record a live or a reel or something, um, the message I'm sharing is when I need. And I, I needed more of this podcast than I knew I did because I'm like, man, I want more community. Dang it. I need to listen <laughs> to this. I need to go out and get community because while I, I have some, I feel like yeah. I can afford some more. Yeah, well, we all can. And one thing I just wanted to touch on before we leave, I love what you said about volunteering, about serving. There is nothing that will bring you closer to somebody than when you serve them. Mm-hmm. And I just got this vision of of um, when we were talking about different groups and people that need us. Yeah. I just got this vision of when I was a little girl, my mom would take us to the rest home. I don't even know if you can do it anymore. Yes, you can. To the rest home. And she would, we would sing to the old people and we would visit old people there. And you want, you want to feel good about yourself. You go to a rest home and you, a nursing home, whatever you call them. Yeah. uh, And you go make a new friend that is bedridden, that can't get out of their bed and you light up their life and you listen to them and their life experience. I'm going to cry. I you get it. To them and their life experiences and what they have to bring to the table. You will be a transformed person. My favorite people, uh, when I moved into, oh, sorry. When I moved into a new, I do that with my kids. Yeah. When I moved into a new neighborhood, um, when I was, I was 20, I was a single mom of three. I was apologetic at first. Um, but I met my neighbor, Lainey, and she will forever be near and dear to me because I, I befriended her very quickly. And I even upset her a couple of times uh, unintentionally, right? But I was young in my 20s, learning, growing, and very imperfect. Um, but she had so much wisdom and heart to share with me and support to give. And I think she needed me as much as I needed her. Right. She needed that connection and that, that sense. And, and I know that's just connection and not, not necessarily community, but our neighborhoods are our community, right? Our, our schools are our community. Our literal town is our community. So we already are in the community. It's just how much are we participating in it? Being a part of it. I, I challenge all my listeners, go participate in your community in a way that does make a difference and makes you feel good because like Stephanie saying, there's, there's no greater way, you know, to battle like the winter blues or a rough time in life than to go out and serve your community. And, and, and you become part of new communities in doing so. And those are leverageable, right? Those are fractal. You can grow yourself and other people by being, by putting yourself in these communities. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that back to volunteering because I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, community, community, community. Like what communities do I have aside from like my little business world? Uh, I have a lot. Um, and, and everybody else can jump in and get their communities too. And, and they're worth having because they, they show you your value. They're right there in mirror. They show you your value. They, um, they let other people show their value. They let everybody come together and you've heard it, right? Great minds think alike. Well, we, Two brains are better than one, right? Four eyes are better than two. We come together and to, and it is together, right? That we can, we can move mountains. Um, and it's much harder to do that alone. So go out and find yourself a community. Stephanie, you have been a delight. Thank you so much. It's been so fun talking to you. And 
I got a new friend. <laughs> of course. I mean, that is not how we like ended up here in the first place. You were Facebook. I think one, one of us Facebook friended each other. Yeah. And yeah. well, we became part of each other's communities in some a long weird time Facebook ago. way. Yeah. And I followed your journey a little bit. I know you followed mine a little bit. And well, here we are. <laughs> oh, cool. Now we have a new community. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of the Dawning Bliss Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. For more podcasts and personal coaching, please visit us at dawningbliss.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.